The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until 7 o'clock. If you're just tuning in, we are coming to you live on the show from Boston, Massachusetts, here today. We're here today and tomorrow. We're down to New York on Friday. And the reason we're in the States is we're here with Ireland Gateway to Europe. And we've been hearing a little bit about what that is, what Ireland Gateway to Europe is all about, about I suppose those connections that we have, the social and cultural and obviously the economic connections between ourselves uh, and the states. Uh, a little bit earlier in the show, of course, uh, you would have heard us talking a little bit about the fact that in a couple of weeks' time, the Boston uh, Marathon is uh, happening in the city and it is going to be the 10th anniversary of, I guess, what we could describe as one of the darker periods in the the recent history of this uh, great city. And somebody who knows all about it is a man who was running the Boston Marathon in 2013, uh, David Fortier. David is with me uh, now. Uh, Listen, thanks a million for for joining us here on the show. Um, We are outside. We're not in our studio, our makeshift studio. We're literally at what is the finish line? It's still painted on the ground. It's right here. Yeah, yeah this is uh, this is the spot. I mean, it's a, it's just an amazing event. Um, 2013 was my first marathon, and it was just a beautiful day. It was actually a great day for a run. Uh, it was 50, partly cloudy, minimal breeze. Um, it was a great day to get out, and really good experience until the very end. So, talk me through you. You you were. Coming up here, uh, the main strip up Boylston towards the finish line, right in front of the Boston Public Library. I mean, there's lots of people milling around. There was all grandstands around here. Describe to me maybe what happened from a couple of hundred yards down the road up to the point that we're standing at right here. Sure, absolutely. I was, I was after a long day of running, uh, I'll, I'll just back up a little bit because when I got to mile 20, I'd never been farther than 20 miles in a training run and that wasn't a good run. <laughs> um, and it, I was coming up um, Hereford Street to turn on to Boylston and the plan was to meet my family at the top of um, Hereford across the street in front of the Heinz Convention Center that you could see down there. And so my two girls were here. Um, I was going to come over and say hi to them. That was the plan, take pictures. I was so tired by the time I got to Boylston Street. <laughs> if I stopped to take pictures, I would probably just still be there. So I kept going, um, waved to them. I said, I think I yelled something like, I'll see you at the end. And uh, as, you're, as you're running all day long, you're, you're running around people or you know, kind of moving around back and forth to get by. And just as I was approaching the finish line, there was an older gentleman in front of me. And I remember looking to figure out which way I was going to go around, chose to go left. And at that exact moment is when the first bomb exploded. So I was not too far from where that uh, marker is right there, just into the street a little bit. Um, You know, I I could feel the heat of it. Um, Just then I didn't hear anything ringing um, in my ears. I ended up over across the street. I remember somebody helping me um, at that point with a yellow jacket and helped, must have helped me across the finish line um, because when I was in the hospital, I received an email from the, from the BAA that said, congratulations, you've finished the Boston Marathon. And that was the first time I realized what was really happening. I looked at my watch. I turned my watch off. You're a runner, so you, under, you, you, you start and stop your watch, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mine was still running. So... Hmm. I, I, had you any appreciation 
for what happened or, or how long did it take to sink in in that moment you know you say I felt the heat I mean I assume there's just a few minutes of just utter confusion utter confusion is a good way to put it um, you know I, I don't there's several seconds in there that I don't remember um, I do remember being helped um, I do remember looking back at the carnage of what it had caused I saw what had happened to the people there um, and I was uh, felt a throbbing in my foot and I, I, I was sore since mile 20 of, of the event because after after mile 20 it was like Magellan I didn't know what was going to happen next everything was sore by the time I got the Boylston Street I was going lamppost to lamppost just <laughs> let me just finish but looking back and seeing the devastation that that bomb caused and what it did to people um, just horrific and then that throbbing in my foot and I looked down and there's a hole in my sneaker uh, and it just didn't make any sense it was you know Again, you're a runner, you get injuries, but you don't often find a hole in your shoe, right? So as I'm looking down, there's a pool of blood starting to form around my foot, and slowly things started to come back into focus as to what had happened. Um, Seeing it, looking to see what had happened to me, and then trying to process. It was all very slow motion. Um, Then I saw... I could see and I could feel the second bomb explode and you didn't know if there was a third um, or a fourth or a fifth and I I couldn't hear it. All I heard was ringing. Um, Just kind of if you watch the movies you see the and hear it's it's that kind of a thing. And what scared me the most was what I saw happen here in front of me but also my family being on the street not knowing if there were more. That's the part that really hit me. Because I you know I guess in hindsight, when you're watching, we forget that 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 factor, don't you? You know, because yeah. we we watch it back and we know there's only two. Yeah. But I mean, in we that moment, know. right? You've had two. One happens right here, literally the point where we're standing. Um, the next one just down the street. The next point down the street is where your family are standing. Where people are right here, people were impacted here with shrapnel. So people across the street were people on the street, people right next to it, and obviously people died here. And seeing that carnage and then feeling it myself and feeling for what was happening to all these people, and the, the biggest concern that day was what was going to happen to my family. Because um, we had talked about the day before we had been on this street. We talked about, okay, where do you guys want to be for this? And we decided not to do the marathon or not to do the marathon finish line because it would be so crazy with people probably one of the better decisions in my life. I've made a lot of bad ones. That was one of the better ones. Um, um, but yeah, watching what had happened that day and, and that feeling of not knowing what was going to happen next um, as a dad, that scared the hell out of me. Talk to me about the physical uh, injuries that So I lost you... some hearing um, in this. I've still got the ringing of a tinnitus, it's called. So I still have that ringing in my ears. I can hear it now as we're talking. It's not feedback from your show. The um, the the shrapnel that went through my sneaker and my foot. Um, luckily, that just required stitches. Um, seeing what had happened to everybody else, um, I remember going into the medical tent, which is just down that way, about a hundred yards. And I remember they they put me up on the table and that sinking feeling of not knowing what was going to happen when they took the sneaker off as to what was 
but I was very lucky, um, just incredibly lucky. If you actually go back and see the see the video of it, if you slow it down, you actually see my leg get kicked sideways when it was hit. I didn't remember any of that. Um, it was a family member that saw it and told me about it. What about the emotional or mental injury? For for me, it was it was what I saw happen that day. Um, I remember standing right here and seeing people rushing in to help. Just incredible first responders, um, volunteers that were here, civilians were helping. It really was, as I had mentioned to you, kind of watching that Boston Strong take place. And for me, just the resilience of the city and that response, it carried forward. The way the city responded to this event, folks that were on the street that were severely injured in this in these bombings, anybody that left the street survived. And that has to do with the way Boston prepared for events like this. And for me, I come from a process and network engineering background. So seeing things work and then trying to help others to see how things can work has been a big impact for me. That's a, that was a big one that was left that day, which really led to then what we did next with what we saw that day. And that, it, even from speaking to you a few minutes ago um, on our way over here, I mean, it strikes me that that's a really important aspect of all of this for you is that there is a positive legacy to what happened. You got to try to find that, right? Um, it's horrible what happened to the families here, what happened to the people that lost limbs, the people that are scarred for life, both, emo both emotionally and physically. And you take lessons learned. Um, and a lot of lessons were learned here in Boston at the city level, at the response level. But I think with the response to help everybody, as well as what happened in the manhunt afterwards, the city was connected. You know, everybody talks. The, the city really works well together. And I think that's why the conclusion came to what it came to without um, more carnage taking place here or in other cities was the way Boston responded to this. And the people that were involved in that response from folks like Rich Serino, Billy Evans, those, those people made a huge difference in how the city responded that day and then what happened after. And I'm sure nothing will probably ever compare to that hug you could give your family when you saw them. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, so with running that day, um, you obviously get pretty sweaty. <laughs> and. <laughs> Being 50 degrees, um, when I was finishing, you also get cold quick. And I remember being in the ambulance shaking uncontrollably. And when they got me to the hospital, they covered me in these giant warm blankets. Um, when my wife at the time came in to see me um, in the hospital, I, I, mean, I think all that was showing was just my face. <laughs> um, and just you know, kind of that look of terror. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, on her face and I was just trying to explain that yeah there's I'm, I'm still attached they're telling me that you know it's 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 I'll be okay and the city of Boston did a fantastic job letting people know that that you'll be okay and for the first time for me and many others that we knew we'd be okay it was when we were visited in hospitals and rehab centers by veterans of the Iraq and Afghanistan wars that saw these bombs they knew what the injuries would be they knew their injuries to IEDs. And they came here to Boston to meet us. And to this day, we still stay in touch. There's not a week that goes by that I don't talk to these folks. They're a part of what we do with One World now, um, huge part of what we do with One World. And they come back every year to run this race with us. Um, 
from 2014 right here in front of this building to in 19 days and how many hours um, we'll be back in the city with them doing more events together. Um, several of them will run the marathon with us uh, again this year and they've been running it ever since. Well, listen, we, we wish you luck with the marathon, David. Um, <laughs> Thanks. This will be number, uh, this will be 11 Bostons and 17 overall. And wow. I, w I was going to be one and done. So. Yeah, well, everything changed that day. Everything changed. In a lot of ways. A lot of things changed. Um, listen, it's been really great talking to you. Thanks a million for taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for having me. Stay with us here on The Hard Shoulder. We are coming to you live from Boston uh, today. Uh, I am literally standing uh, here on Boylston Street outside the Boston Public Library, whereas David has just been describing uh, the Boston Marathon bombing took place uh, 10 years ago just coming up on the 10th anniversary exactly in the next couple of weeks but listen The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk